the sword of the Spirit and the anointing of God. Welcome to the Faith Center Audio Experience Podcast. We are excited to have you listen with us today. We pray this podcast encourages you in your walk with Christ. Finding us on social media is very easy. Search at Faith Center C-O-G-I-C on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Please listen to the announcements very closely. We don't want you to miss out on any future events. Sunday school begins at 8.55 a.m. via conference call. If you would like to receive the lesson for next week's class, please contact us with your email address. Virtual midweek worship service begins at 7 p.m. every Wednesday. You can tune in via Facebook Live or YouTube.com forward slash FaceCenterCT. End of the week prayer call begins every Friday at 7 p.m. FCC Men's Department has a men prayer call that begins every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. Join us as the men of FCC pray for our needs at home and around the world. Follow us on social media outlets for upcoming events and updates. And now for today's word from our Bishop Joseph Norfleet. There is a word from the Lord today, and I want to just make you sure it has your name on it. God is going to speak to you today. On this morning, I want to come to you from the word of God, from the book of Job. Job chapter 1, verses 13 through 22, and also Job chapter 27, verses 1 through 6. And the word of the Lord says, And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger, a messenger unto Job and said, the, oxygen, the, the oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them and the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, the fire of God is fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, the Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Mm. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the, from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young men and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Then Job arose 
and ripped his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Chapter 27 of Job verses one through six. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, God liveth, who hath taken away my judgment and the almighty who hath vexed my soul. All the while my breath is in me and the spirit of God is in my nostrils. My lips shall not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. God forbid that I should justify you. Till I die, I will not remove my integrity from me. My righteousness I hold fast and will not let it go. My heart shall not reproach me so long as I live. I want to draw emphasis today on that fifth verse of the 27th chapter of Job. God forbid that I should just justify you. Till I die, I will not remove my integrity from me. Mm. I thank God for the reading of his holy word. It serves as history or his story to show us that we can make it. It can and will get better than it is presently. Weeping may endure for a night, one writer said, but joy comes in the morning. I want to talk to you from the text today, from the subject, don't lose your integrity. Don't lose your integrity. I, 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 let, me, let me say it this way. Every listener, I, I want you to make a confession today. Just repeat after me. I refuse to lose my integrity. I will maintain my integrity. Integrity is incredibly important in anyone's life. People will judge you based on your integrity. Do you have it or do you not have it? Integrity is the quality of being honest, but it goes much further than that. Uh, it is the quality of being honest, true to your faith, your word. I have often said my word is my bond. I make every effort that if I say something, I strive to complete it, to perform it. And so integrity is incredibly important for every saint of God, for every child of God, for every believer to walk in, to maintain. Integrity is to have strong, uncompromising moral principle or moral uprightness. It is a part of one's character. I'm gonna talk about character in just a little bit. Well, matter of fact, we'll talk about it now. A person's true character is often revealed by his or her response to the unexpected. You heard my wife 
mentioned, and even I brought it up in a recent message where we happened upon one of the mothers of the church, and she did not know that we were in the area. And when we arrived on the scene, as I call it, she was cussing out an individual. Then she realized that we were in her presence, and she was so apologetic, but the damage had already been done. Character, integrity, says that you remain the same regardless of what happened, what takes place. <laughs> Character is revealed oftentimes through unexpected events. What would you do if? We're quick to say what we would do. Oh, let that happen to me. I, oh, I'm, I'm going to trust God. First thing I'm going to do is bring the matter to the Lord. But when time becomes the test, what do you really do? It will reveal your true integrity and your character. And so we take note here at Job's response in this calamity. When he got, received all of these reports, Job 1 and 21 says, and Job, 20, Job chapter 1, verse 21 says, and he said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. Watch this. The Lord gave, and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So regardless of what happens, regardless of what I see, blessed be the name of the Lord. He knows best. He's able to change any situation. See, God knows what we don't know. God knows why he does a thing, why he allows a thing, and he knows the outcome even before it begins. Saints of God, your character is so important because it will determine how far you go in life. It will determine how successful you can become. It even will determine who accepts you or who rejects you. It will even determine who, if anyone, will help you. Your character, the way you conduct yourself. I'm gonna say something very important. I believe that God will not promote you beyond the level or the place that your character will not keep you. And so I believe, you know, we are quick to say, this would help me back or that situation help me back. But in reality, we hold our own selves back because our character is not fit for the place that we're striving to be. But the good news is character can be changed. That's why we want to be more like Christ, more Christ-like. Hmm. Our character is developed over time through our experiences, instructions, teachings, trainings, and thank God even for that prophetic word uh, or that word of revelation that comes to us and says, no, do it this way, or quickly move in this fashion. But we must take heed to God's word and let it become a part of the fabric of our being. This is why it's so important that we have a strong relationship with God and to be yielded to the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Jesus says through the writings of John chapter 16, verse 13. Jesus said, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, 
But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. This is why it's so wonderful to be in the will and in the way, in the move and in the flow of God. He will order our footsteps. He will direct our path. But will we follow? We must follow. Mm. Let me deal with this story here today. The Bible characterizes Job as a righteous man, as a wealthy man, as, a, as an integral man. And so Job chapter 1 verse 1 in the very beginning says this. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil, eschewed evil. He, he stayed away from evil things. He, he, he cut out evil thoughts. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me share something with you. We all encounter contrary thoughts, thoughts that should not be uttered. And certainly we experience thoughts that should not be performed. But the righteous man, the holy man, the holy woman will cut it off, will eschew evil, step away from evil, stay far from evil. You have the power to control yourself, but we have to exercise that power. Job was a wealthy man. Now, now I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. In my, from my perspective, there is a difference between being rich and wealthy. Now, this is my thinking. I feel that one who is rich is when their possessions possess them. But one who is wealthy, they truly possess and control their wealth or their possessions. There's a great difference. Job 1 and 3 says this. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses and a very great household so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. Not only was he wealthy, he was the wealthiest man around. And he was a holy man. He was a righteous man. God is not against you having possessions, things, and stuff. He simply does not want your things and stuff and possessions to have you. Oh, somebody needs to hear that right now. My God, my God. Job was integral. He was sincere in his devotion to God. That was a part of his character. And he was consistent in his service or his worship unto God. I, I, I wish that you would know the whole book of Job, that you would understand the entire story. I, I don't have time to read that today, but I encourage you, those of you that don't know this storyline, please read it, study it, and be ready to hear what God would say to you where you are in that his story. Praise God. Job, let me say this, was a family man. He loved his family. In fact, he would make 
intercessory sacrifices for his children. Now, he was righteous. He was upstanding. But he was so concerned with his family, with, with his family, his sons and his daughters and so forth, that he would burn sacrifices unto God so that God would forgive them, even though he didn't know what they did. It was a just in case. Lord, just in case my family has messed up, have mercy on them. In case they've sinned, have mercy on them. And this was important because the Bible talks about the fact that they would have big parties and they would invite the, the brothers would have big parties and they would invite the sisters over. It was a family affair, a family situation. And, and, and Job didn't know what they were doing. Job just wanted to make sure and he prayed. It's the same with us today. We love our children. We love our relatives, but we don't know where they are. We don't always know what they're doing. And so we pray an intercessory prayer for Lord, have mercy. Lord, touch their hearts. Lord, protect them. Lord, order their footsteps. Guide them in the path of righteousness. Lord, protect them. I'm not with them, but Lord, you are able to protect them. Job 1 and 5 says this, and it was so when the days of their fasting, well, excuse me, he's speaking about the sons and the parties that they were having. When the days of their feasting, when the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sacrificed or sanctified, he sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, here it is, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Mm. But all of this, saints, this righteous man, this integral man, this holy man, all of this, Job lost everything. The character and actions of Job actually dispel the myth that bad things can't happen to good people. It dispels the rumor that if you're holy, if you're righteous, nothing bad can happen to you. It's critically important that we take note. Job committed no sin. He did nothing to cause his loss. But God was setting him up. My God, my God. He was setting him up. You didn't know the story. Understand that the Bible says that there was a day when the sons of God came into the presence of God to give a report. And Satan began to talk about Job. God said, well, God said, have you considered my servant Job? I want to make mention that it was God who brought Job up. God was about to set Job up. This thing that's happening to you, what's going on in your life, if you be a righteous person, God is setting you up for something greater. And so Job, uh, Satan accused Job of, well, you know, he's just being good to you because of all of this stuff. He, he's simply faithful to you because all that you've given him, things and stuff, if you take it away, if you take your hand away from him, he'll curse you. <laughs> but God knew the integrity of Job. God knew the heart of Job. I want to pose a question here. God knowing your heart, 
would he be able to allow something tragic to enter your life? And if so, would you curse God that you would die? Or would you hold on to your integrity, trusting God? Mm. My God. I can actually think of several reasons as to why God allowed such a thing to happen. However, some of the answers you may not particularly like because the reality is sometimes bad things do happen to godly people. But God will turn that thing around, praise God. There's a victory in the end. There is never a victory without a fight. Gains come through wrestling, through struggle, through work. <laughs> the greater the work, the greater the gain. The greater the sacrifice, the greater the profit. Somebody ought to hear me today. Sometimes God will afflict us in order to bring us to a place of repentance so that we will get things right. That's not the case with Job here, but I'm going to do, I, I said you may not like everything that I have to say, all the reasons why God may allow something. God loves you so much that he will whip you. The Bible talks about the father who loves his son will actually chase him or chastise him. Uh, God will help you get it right. Praise God. Once we are aware of our wrongs, the right thing to do is to correct our behavior, change our ways, conform to the ways and the will of God. Then by the mercy of God, things can change. What, what, what was that I hear? Bishop, you got to prove that in the scripture. Is that, is that what I heard? Thank you, I'll go there. Psalms 119 and 67 verse says, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Oh, my, 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 my. Mm. For some of us, if God had not allowed or motivated, if he had not allowed us to be afflicted, we would not have been compelled or motivated to seek him or to read his word or to change our erroneous ways. What? Prove it again? Thank you. I'll do that. Psalms 119 again and verse 71 says, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. God is a merciful God. He's an awesome God. But I want to make mention that God in the text never reveals to Job why this is happening. He didn't have to because he knew that Job's trust level of him was satisfactory, was sufficient, was enough that regardless of what happened, Job would not curse him. Job would not walk away from him. It wasn't about things or stuff. It was about a heart connection. You see, when your heart is right with God, nothing can sway you from God. Because you know, <laughs> my God, my God, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. 
So we don't know why God allowed this to happen. We, we can surmise, we can think, we can wonder, even about today's pandemic. God, why did you allow this virus to go around the world and affect everyone? What are you saying to us? What are you doing? What? Why? Did someone sin? What? What's going on? Lord, are you out of control? Can you not see what's happening here? No, 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 no. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. My God. I believe that God is preparing us for something great, even if it's to get ready to go home. I told you, you might not like everything that I have to say. I'm not talking about your home as in your address. I'm talking about your heavenly home. Ah, my God. Soon the trumpet will sound. The Lord will appear in the cloud with the angels. The trumpet of the Lord shall sound, my God. And they that are dead shall first arise and be caught up. But we then which are remaining shall be caught up to meet him in the air. That's the word of the Lord. And we ought to always be prepared and ready to go home in a moment notice. I, I, I confess, I confess, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to glory. I'm looking forward to getting, getting to heaven. I'm not at the airport waiting for the next flight to take me there, but in God's time, when God is ready, I'm ready. Praise God. God never revealed to Job why it happened, but we do know that there was a blessing in the end. The Bible reveals that God gave him double for his trouble. My God, he didn't just get a thing back for a thing. He received double for his trouble. Job 42 and 10 says this, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Oh, that'll speak to someone. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Mm. God is setting you up for a double blessing if you walk holy before him, if you will maintain your integrity. So many things in the world try to pull us into its way, but you've got to stay in the way of the Lord. Ah, I said, there's a way that seemeth right to man, but the end thereof is destruction. The world's way seems right. It seems logical, but God's way is the true way, the only way, the holy way. Maintain your holy walk with God. Church, get ready to go home. Church, I'm not saying it's going to happen in the next few minutes or the next few hours or the next few months, but I'm saying get ready to go home. Get ready to go home. Throughout this process, this situation with Job, Job refused to curse God and die. His wife, <laughs> sometimes opposition will come against you from those that are close. They, they may mean well, they may even think they know what's right. His wife encouraged him, look, look, just get it over with. Curse God and die. Suicide is not the answer. Oh, my God, my God. Suicide is not the answer. He refused to stray from his integrity. Faith Center, let the church be the church. Wherever the church is, let the church. 
The church is the body of Christ. The church is not just these four walls. Yes, I'm in faith-centered church right now within these four walls, but the church goes beyond these four walls. We are the church, the body of Christ, the embodiment of Jesus the Christ. We've got to show forth the love of God. We've got to show forth the word and the will of God. Showing forth the love of God does not mean yielding to the world and being kind and nice to them and doing whatever they say. But it means showing forth the love of God. Sometimes the love of God is tough love. I told you the word says he chastens or chastises those that he loves. The church must be the church. Listen to me. The devil is trying to push you to operate outside of your godly character, outside of your godly integrity. And he will use any tool in his arsenal to do so. Be aware, be alert, be sober, be mindful that he will use any tool to pull you from the love of God, from the hand of God. Loneliness, resentment, unforgiveness, jealousy, envy, hate, and even fear. We must fight the good fight of faith, even in these times, in these days. Job refused to be pushed into a place of fear. That's really what it's all about. If, if you read the story, you, you would understand. His friends even tried to find some rationale as to why God would allow him to do this. Uh, you must have been boastful. Perhaps your problem is, is you're too proud. You're just proud. You're just all your stuff, you've got to be proud. There's no way you can have this type of wealth and not be proud. But he was not proud. He had a godly character. He was integrity. Just because you have wealth does not mean you sin to get it, nor does it mean you have to sin to keep it. When you gain anything righteously, you never have to worry about losing it. If God gave it to you, he's able to keep it for you. Uh, listen to me, because I've got to close shortly. The enemy wants to inflict fear because then you will become a more vulnerable prey. Did you notice? Every time something terrible happened, somebody came running in a hurry to tell him the bad news. Child, let me tell you what happened. I, I don't want to be the one to bring you bad news, but I was there. All your stuff is burnt up. It's gone. It's gone. Everything is lost. Time after time after time again, someone else coming. <laughs> you know, there, there are some people that just love to bring bad news, but always use the excuse, you know, I, I really don't want to do this. I don't, I don't want to be the one to tell you. But you ran really fast to get to me. And you can't seem to wait to get it all out. And is that a smile or a smirk or a face of sorrow that I see after you told me? Mm. How you receive information is relevant to how you move forward in your actions in response to it. We have to operate in our godly integrity. Job was determined to keep and maintain his integrity. He refused to be moved in the moment of his emotions. 
and trusted in who he knew God was to him. See, that's what you've got to do. You've got to move in who you know God is to you. Let me just deal with what Peter said. Peter said in 1 Peter 5 and 8, he says this. Watch this. He said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour or destroy. He says, be sober. Mm. It literally means don't become intoxicated by the substance of what you see or feel. He's not necessarily talking about drinking alcohol or something like that. But when you see the craziness, when, when you see the pandemic, the, don't be enamored. Don't, don't, don't go into that fear mode wherein you're overwhelmed. Be vigilant, he says. In other words, stay alert so that you can respond with wisdom, power, and precision. Wisdom, power, and precision. Whenever we respond to anything, that's how we want to respond. Respond with wisdom, the mind of God, what to do, how to do it, how to maneuver, when to move, which way to go. Wisdom, power, get the job done, and precision. You ought to be able to go into and make a precision strike Destroying only that which needs to be destroyed. Leaving everything else untouched. <laughs> Comes as a roaring lion. Mm. The lion's roar is actually one of his weapons. Its purpose is to intimidate and to induce fear so as to paralyze his prey so that he can more easily devour it. Not so here. I know in whom I trust. I know in whom I believe. And he is able to deliver me from this giant, just as he was able to deliver me from the paw of the lion and the bear. I'm talking to somebody. I, I'm talking to somebody today. Our church, hold on to your faith in God. Don't lose your integrity. I believe, my God, my God, I believe that Job knew like David that God was his shepherd. My God, hallelujah. You've got to know whose you are. My God, my Lord. That's what Job was saying. My God, my Lord. I know the Lord loves me, but I love the Lord. I know that I'm the Lord's sheep. Oh God, but I admit, I confess that I belong to God. Huh? He said, Job, Job understood like David, the Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. He said, I'm not worried about this. God's got it. I don't understand why it happened. I don't understand where it came from. But one thing I know, God will deliver me out of this situation. Because God is faithful. I come to tell somebody today. I come, I come, I come. I come to tell somebody today. I come to tell somebody today. Don't fret. Don't worry. Don't be fearful. God's got you. It may look like the enemy is winning, but God is still in control. Don't quit trusting God. Don't stop believing God. Hold on to God's word because his word is not going to change. If God said it, he's able to perform it. If God said it, it shall 
come to pass. God is going to bring you to a better place. David said, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still ones. My God, my God, why is he doing this? Because he's in charge. He's in control of my life. It was in the hands of the shepherd and the responsibility of the shepherd to protect the sheep. I am a sheep and I'm glad to be a sheep because I know that I can wholly lean on the Lord. I can trust in the word of God. Never fear and never doubt. People of God, don't lose your spiritual integrity. Maintain your godly character. Regardless of what you may lose, regardless of how many or who walks away from you, you've got to know that God has something great in store for you. It is the way of God. He gave Job double for his trouble. I come to tell you, saints of God, if you maintain your walk with God, if you keep your integrity, there's a greater reward that's coming for you. I'm not just talking about when we get to heaven. Oh, that's going to be there. And I'm talking about even as we're here on the earth. God has something greater for you. God bless you.